0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: What up, gangsters? How are we? <laughs> Very well. Hello. Hey, Dave. Glenn. Now, Dave Lee, the Plant Based Chef, jump on Instagram at theplantbasedchef. Now, he has joined us today because... We've done all the theory and all that crap And I'm more of a practical type of guy You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. You vibe me, John? Yeah, I'm with you So, <laughs> it's more of a conversational piece today If this is your first episode of ever listening to the show, don't Actually, we tell people not to listen to most episodes so <laughs> I, was, I was just about to <laughs> yes. say that so Are there we've got, any episodes we stop. tell people to listen to? Yeah. Yeah. John's ones John's ones, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I'm not involved, you can <laughs> yeah. listen to any I,
0: I listened to the one with Amy on it the other week.
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah.
2: Did you like her speaking voice? I
1: love her voice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: All right, keep it G. Now, I've known, oh gosh, I've probably known you for eight years, Dave. I reckon so. Yeah. yeah. So, Dave and I live in the same area, well, the same area as John. And we have breakfast together most mornings at a local cafe and <laughs> we there's, do, there's yes. some other local wildlife. That <laughs> so, yeah, don't you like cooking for
3: yourself, Dave? Uh, sometimes.
1: <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> right. yeah. So, we're going to talk about eating, saving money, easy, fast and simple. Mm-hmm. Now, I yep. will say before we go any further, you are also a vegan specialist. So, you've got some- high-profile celebrities who get you just to cook vegan yes. food. Yes, yeah, that's correct. And I guess you have to, like anyone can cook some a steak and chips. You know, even I could do that. That's so easy. I don't even know why you got a job. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming around for tea. What, yeah. Yeah. what
0: would you charge, Glenn, to, to be uh, chef for him?
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas party last year. I yes. did ask uh, Dave it, to cater yeah, that, I was uh, wondering. But he was busy. Yeah, I was already uh, too. Busy. Yeah. Bill Gates or Glenn maybe Bill. so yeah, it's all well and good. You've just got to have a variety of things that you can cook.
3: Oh, uh, for vegan clients or and,
1: well or your high so, high-end clients. Yeah, so
3: most of the high-end clients say you often find as I said before they all eat different meals. Yeah. So it's all about matching food directly for each individual within the, within the party. And and for
1: example, the fourth, and we'll just pick on uh, William for a second. That's Bill, everyone. Bill Um,
2: (laughs) Who is it?
1: Do they send you like a, um, hey, this is Bill's general diet. So have these staples in case Uh, he feels peckish or. Yeah,
3: look, with most of the clients, you get a brief. Yeah. Yeah, they'll Sweet. give you a brief, this is what we like, this is what we definitely don't like. Sure. Uh, we don't like this, this and this. So you take that out of your menu straight away. Yep. And and realistically, in jobs like that, you have to be ready for anything. Mm. So with a lot of clients, I don't necessarily, I'll plan a menu, but I will have options
1: available. If they don't like that.
3: Yeah, or they want, they might just show up and say, oh, have you got any fill in the blank? And wow. Yeah. So any any
0: real errors that you've made over the over the years? Like this guy doesn't want garlic and I'll throw garlic oh, in. Oh, look,
3: I am so careful yeah. these days. I remember a couple of times in when I was working overseas where I'd actually write on the on the kitchen table what people didn't eat because yeah. there were so many different dietaries Yeah. yeah. I'd, yeah. Write their, I'd write their name on the table and then write down what they were having and what they couldn't have. Right. Yeah. Wow.
1: Just to keep myself on track. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess – sorry, I've just got – it's just curiosity on behalf of everybody. Um, so, you're a private chef for some of the most well-known names in the world. Some of them, yes. You yeah. are in a very intimate situation because you're in a kitchen. You might be – do you and do you serve or – Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sometimes you serve. So, you could be <clears throat> hanging out for three, four, five days – with some of these people,
3: oh, absolutely, um, yeah.
1: and it would get to the point where you just get chatty and just be talking.
3: Oh, sometimes, yeah, I've yeah. had clients come and sit in the kitchen and chat to you while you're cooking. Wow, because they're you know um, they're, interested. Well, they're interested, yeah. and they're often they're in a different country, particularly when they come out here and they're on, say, they're on tour or they're doing something out here for a job. They don't know anyone. They're busy. They just want to have a chat. Yeah. And come and sit mm. down. Mm. Cool. Say hello. Sweet. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, so I want to start and ask the first question. Um, so eating, saving money, practical tips, like with shopping- If you're not a billionaire. If you're not a billionaire. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the billionaires yeah. listening, uh, just flick off now because we're going to talk <laughs> about us common folk. Um, yeah. So like how do I save money- When shopping, how do I get tasty food? Where do I go? Um, Can you solve all our problems on the grocery basket? Ah, The grocery basket. Yeah. The noise around food. Yeah. And there isn't a lot of noise around food. Hmm. Uh, And remember the other day we were talking about before you came on and there was that chick who was the – Bella, was it? And she was telling everyone eat this and you won't get cancer because I've got cancer and I ate this. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was a total fraud and obviously severe – crazy person. Um, So, there is a lot of noise Mm. and we could be contributing to the noise, but I would say, no, I won't even go there about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, all the noise that's out there, because I struggle with the noise. Like, Mm. what do I do? So, can you talk to us about shopping and I can talk to you about
3: shopping. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. How to shop cheaply?
1: Yeah, yeah, and save money and healthily. Is yeah, healthily I, I, a word or uh, healthy, healthy, healthier,
3: healthier, healthier. Yeah. 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 So shopping, oh, goodness me, <laughs> where to begin? <laughs> you eat out yeah. nearly every day, so you don't need to shop, do? You? Oh, cook, the incidental. I cook
1: dinner at home. Oh, you do? Yeah.
3: I think uh, I think the problem with shopping these days is the market is completely saturated by supermarkets. Yeah. So you're kind of trapped w- uh, buying groceries within that framework. Yeah. And often they're not as cheap as you might think. So uh, you look at the veg and meat in Woolworths and Coles, for example. I don't know if I'm allowed to say their
1: names. Yeah, yeah. we do all the time.
3: Um, you'll often find that the way it's packaged – You'll you'll see as John said before the the meat was thirty five dollars a kilo. I say yeah yeah. You'll get a small, very small piece that costs not much, mm. but if you look at the per kilo price, it's actually quite high. So finding other options to supermarkets is is what I try and do.
0: Mm. So, so
3: when you look at um, the the big two,
0: Coles and Woolies. It's convenience for everyone. They can go and get pretty much everything there in the one spot. Like we'd love to go and support the local butcher and and various um, markets and things like that. But it's the fast paced
3: world that we live in now. Absolutely, yeah.
0: What's is there, are the cost benefits to going to the butcher?
3: I think at the end of the day, I think there's flavour benefits, mm. um, quality benefits, and and possibly. Um, did I say cost benefits yeah, before? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember yeah. what I said. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there, there are definitely benefits in in seeking out alternatives to Coles and Woolies. Absolutely. Um, Flavour is one, quality is another. So, for
1: example, I purchased a leg of lamb from Woolworths and then I go down to the local butcher and purchase a leg of lamb. Mm-hmm. Are they getting them from different areas like, where are they sourcing these and why would the butcher's quality be more tasty?
3: Well, that would then depend on where you were. Sure. And the, where the butcher shop was. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, for example, if I'm cooking in, in eastern suburbs of Sydney, the butcher shops there are incredible quality. Right. Because they're not trying to compete with- um, Coles and
1: Woolies. Yeah. Because they don't need to. Because they don't people need want to. premium, will pay for premium.
3: They'll pay mm. for premium, yeah. Whereas an area, um, say like the Central Coast, you might find it a, a lot harder to find good quality meat um, outside of Coles and Woolworths because they're all competing mm. on price.
0: Yeah. But yeah. they also might be sourcing from local farmers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm. So the, at least they can, I suppose, quarantine the quality. Of, to a certain extent. Look,
3: at the end of the day, with, with high-value proteins like meat, seafood, mm. um, you're better off paying a little bit more and getting the quality mm. yeah. because, A, it's going to be more flavoursome. It's probably going to be um, maybe nutritionally better for you, possibly, um, and buy a high-quality protein, eat less of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I don't think, and I'm in no way a nutritionalist, mm. I don't think you need to eat meat every day or seafood every day. I think yeah, you right. need to mix it up mm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've fallen out of the trap previously of eating seafood. Seafood needed, it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> John.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, a, you're a banger, John. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so if possible. and Okay, so what about your local fruit and veggie barn that's a standalone on the side of the road? Are we generally thinking the fruit and veggie the fruit and veggie produce is better quality or cheaper? Okay. So
3: I I'm always I'm always seeking out better quality. Yeah. All right. I'm not necessarily looking for price, but I'm looking for what's in season. That's the first thing. Because
1: or by nature, if it's in season, it should be cheaper.
3: It's gonna be cheaper if it's in season. And you'll often see that. You'll see the mandarin bins with mandarins for ninety nine cents, for yep. example. Um Cheap, yeah, because it's in season. All right, If you're buying out of season, try and buy a mango in July.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not gonna happening. Come, yeah, it's <laughs> going to come
3: from Mexico. Yeah, yeah you know, you're going to pay a fortune for it. So, buying season is the first thing.
1: Yeah, and I heard buying fruit from overseas, you don't really want to because customs or whatever are possibly spraying it anyway mm. with mm. stuff because, you know, we live on an island so we've really got to – Uh, protect Uh,
3: what we've got. Biosecurity into Australia is quite strict.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what about, so what you're saying is um, if you are actually looking at saving money, just manage your diet to things that are in season. Because I like blueberries and I eat them all year round. Yep. And I'm paying $5 a punnet at the moment.
3: Well- You've obviously got too much money. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. <laughs> so, okay. So, this is where the size of Australia is useful. Yes. Okay. So, at the moment, for example, blueberries, you could be getting them from South Australia or Queensland or Northern Territory.
1: Mm. So, somewhere within Australia, it's always in season. Sure. But I'm maybe paying for the supply chain costs at the moment. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Right. So, for example, I
3: got some really beautiful tomatoes from South Australia last week, yep. even though it's July. Right. So the LM tomatoes in, Australia, in South Australia are really good at the moment and they weren't too expensive. I, I guess it comes down to research, yep. knowing what's in season, and I think a lot of people don't really understand as well as they used to. Absolutely. What's in season and when.
2: I used to work at a cafe and we would do avo and smashed avo and feta, but we would only do it when avos were in season. Um and the outrage that, that customers would feel when they would come up and you'd be like, hey, sorry, we don't have avocados because they're actually not in season and the, our menu is seasonal. They would be like, no, 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 but I I see avocados at Coles, <laughs> yeah. so why can't you just have them? And yeah. it's like, no, it, that's actually not how we're designed to eat, yeah. really. Yeah,
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard exactly to convince right. someone on the spot like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, Dave, like, so, for example – Harris Farm Markets, there's, they're popping up everywhere now and I love the experience there. Totally. It's fun. It's new. It's all this. I went- There's a new one in Newcastle. I dropped in there the other day and I didn't have a trolley. I basically had my two My Millennial Money money bags and I just got some fruit. Yeah, I got some cheese and some meat. 166 freaking dollars. <laughs> yeah. And- I'm just like, what the heck? Mm. So, I guess what I'm saying is in the marketing world, I'm paying for the, I guess, the perceived coolness or the perceived mm. yeah. destination. The experience. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Is, is
2: Harris Farm, in your opinion, better than Woolies
3: and Coles? Oh, look, the, the quality is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it's not as cheap. Yeah. As it could be. Uh, but then again, should food be cheap? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And
0: that's the thing we're wrestling with, isn't yeah. it? Like we, we've got three kids. We travel down the Hume Highway to, to Victoria often and we've got Oliver's and McDonald's. Mm. Which one do we choose? Well, kids want McDonald's and it's cheaper for, for us um, versus Oliver's, a lot healthier but way more expensive. Mm, yeah, oh, well, I, I know what I'd choose. Yeah, I know what yeah. I'd choose it, um, too, but I can yeah, see why- Yeah, all day long. Yeah. 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 Nuggets. Upsize me with those chips, bad boy. But yeah, you can, you can see why a lot of Australians would choose the, the cheaper option.
3: Uh, we've been conditioned to think uh, food should be cheap and we should mm. get lots of it, which yeah. isn't necessarily the right way to go about thinking about And do you think it? as a
1: society, We've on that conditioning thing, we've conditioned to always have a plate full- Oh, absolutely. We probably overeat. Now. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah.
2: The big thing I find is that I spend a lot of money at the shops, but a lot of the time because, you know, I live a busy lifestyle, it goes to waste. So mm. I find I'm like, oh, well, what's even the point? Because I'm not home or I don't actually know what to do, you know, with the food if I've got all this food in my fridge, I'm like, okay, well, how do I turn this into
3: something edible? Yeah.
1: yeah, so you, edible. Buy lot, you buy a lot of stuff and then it just gets yeah. thrown out, which is basically throwing money in the bin. Remember totally. like, when I was a kid, mum always used to make, I was a bubble and squeak, yeah. and just throw everything, everything in, in. the and I mean, I don't, are we doing that anymore as a society? Look, I'm not sure because I think people look at – the media, they see food
3: – sorry. That's right. <clears throat> they see the food media and they see recipes in the back of the paper and they say, oh, I should be cooking like this, I should be making this, yeah. I should be doing that. You go yeah. out, you get your recipe, you buy 15 ingredients you're never going to use again. Mm. Yes. They sit in your cupboard. Yeah. No yeah. one knows – everyone's trying to aim high, but no one's actually cooking do the basics.
1: Th- do you think the um, the shows, your Master Chefs, and Whose House Is It Anyway and all that crap, yeah, I don't yeah. even know, watch it – like, do you think that pop culture of food has had a negative impact to the one the wallet and two the type of food that people are eating?
3: Oh, absolutely has yeah. a huge. I, I think it has a huge effect. Yeah. I think people have forgotten how to just cook a basic dish
1: that's healthy and yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally.
3: The, the the simplest dishes I cook I only might have four ingredients. Yeah, yeah,
1: and w- we will get to that. I always tell people. Uh, never go shopping without three things. One, a list. Two, an empty tummy. And I always forget the third one. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my third one. Uh, money. <laughs> yeah, money. And don't but- take kids. Yeah. yeah, don't take kids. So yeah. What I used to do when I was really shopping to a budget, I'd put my, f- my phone on flight mode, get the calculator out, and everything I put in my trolley at the time, I'll put it into the calculator. So, when that's I got awesome. to the counter, I knew that it was $150 or whatever. Mm. So, I yeah. think number one, be strategic and just don't go hungry. Like the amount of yeah. crap that you buy. And as John said, him and Amy basically stick to the outside of the supermarket. So, the. Yeah.
3: So, that's exactly what I do as well. Yeah. I have certain items. I know exactly what it is I'm going to go and buy, exactly what it is I'm going to cook from it. Yeah. And then I just go and get that. And I ignore everything within the middle pretty much. And would
0: you also say frequent visits to the
3: supermarket also are are, are not a good idea? Oh, look, that's that's a tough one. Some people work better day to day. Some people work better week to
1: week. Yeah, Yeah. My problem was I used to do like the Saturday shop or once a fortnight Saturday. I kid you not, I would always forget what I had at home and that I, I've got three rolls of glad wrap in my drawer because every time I go, I think, oh, I don't have any of that. <laughs> Someone was at yes. house the other day, I'm like, hey, I've got a parting gift for you. Have a roll of cling wrap. <laughs> <laughs> but what I found now because I will – and I, I do have time. I'm, I don't work a nine-to-five. I'll usually go of an afternoon and buy the fresh bit of fish or meat or whatever and fresh veggies and – do it on demand per Mm. se. Yeah,
3: Yeah, I kind of like that idea. So Mm -hmm. I I have a pantry full of basic staples that I always keep topped up.
2: So in terms of setting up your kitchen and having those staples so we're not always permanently buying olive
3: oil and whatever,
2: (laughs) what do you have in your kitchen? What are your staples, the things that you can't live without?
3: Okay, so my obvious three, I have the big three, which I spend a fair amount of money on. The yeah. big three are olive oil, salt, and vinegar. And I'll spend, uh, you know, I'll spend 20 bucks on a, on, on a bottle of vinegar. Nice.
1: And what, what's your go-to brand at the moment?
3: Uh, look, I buy at the moment for uh, oil. I'm, I'm buying one from um, Sicily, yep. Sicilian olive oil, which is uh, I think I pay about $40 a bottle
1: right. for it. Is that like a litre? That's or? a litre,
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't have to go to that crazy extent. Um, I, I buy really high-quality vinegars because of the flavour. I'm after flavour. Yeah. The more
1: flavour I've got, the less I have to use. And, and as well, other ingredients as well. Yeah, exactly. And then and salt. Quality. And yeah. then
3: salt. I have two different types of salt. So I always, have a, um, I always have Maldon sea salt in the cupboard. Yeah. And I have a, a, a Sicilian hand-raked and refined salt for just general purpose, you know, putting in the water and stuff like that. Yeah. And the flavour of that is different. So, if I buy right. cheap iodized salt from the supermarket, like Saxa or a brand like Ooh. that, it's like putting acid on <laughs> your Yes, yeah. okay. Oh, that's
0: cheapest,
1: yeah.
3: And I always say I always say to people, you should taste everything. So, taste the salt and you'll see that it actually tastes different. So, yeah. I've got the
1: Himalayan pink salt. Is that rubbish or? No,
3: look, I, I don't mind that. I find it a little too... Pink. Salty. <laughs> 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 uh, so, yeah, it's pink, yeah, it's yeah. way too pink. Um, no, I find it a little salty a little right. like, for mm. me anyway. Yeah. And I'm used to using those two salts. So I, when I put my fingers into my little salt pig, I pull it out. I know exactly what it's going to taste. Like when I want to put
1: it in. And right. I guess yeah. the, the quantities that you need. For exactly, yeah.
3: Exactly. So you, you get a feel for it.
1: So, do you ever like that salt chef meme where he sprinkled it <laughs> on his back of his <laughs> elbow or whatever? Oh, do you yeah. ever do that? No,
3: all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah.
1: Now, okay. So, so following on from Laura's thing. Yep. If someone wants to press reset or moving out of home for the first time, the staples are going to make your life a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I have the big three there. And then, so you mentioned before when you talked about MasterChef and those shows, people go buy all this crap for their pantry and use yep. once do you reckon just we've got to strip everything back ditch the complexity absolutely yeah yeah uh,
3: the best the best dishes I cook are uh, only have four or five ingredients sometimes only three if you discount salt yep. so I, I generally in my pantry at home I have lentils a couple of different types of lentils some chickpeas rice um, either cans of tomatoes, a good quality one or bottled tomato. Sugo or passata as they call it. Um, what else do I have in there? Two different types of rice. Uh, I have some quinoa, dry goods. So, then pretty much I can come home. I've got lentils there. I can make a curry. I've yeah. got chickpeas there. I can make um, hummus. Do you see what so I mean? You,
1: so, you've got some recipes and we'll put the link to your blog in the show notes. But what's an example of a quick curry? Because you, you don't like cooking when you get home. No, I've pretty much cooked. I yeah. <laughs> enough, enough
3: for three lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go-to dishes when I come home, uh, very simple pastas, curries. I make a, a very fast, uh, simple vegetarian curry with red lentils, um, which break down into a creamy texture. Ooh. So just red lentils, water, spice mix. I have a tandoori and an Indian kind of spice blend. Um, I put some potatoes in it and a can of chickpeas and just cook it up with some salt. And that Wow.
1: How long does that take to cook? I'm
3: getting hungry here. It it takes about (laughs) 30, 30, probably 30 minutes to cook, 30, 40 minutes to cook. Wow. Um, Just so the potatoes are soft, that gives you a bit of uh, starch through it, makes it a bit creamier. Um, You can add, then I might blanch off some vegetables and then mix that through as well.
0: Mm. So good. So when you see in cupboards, like there's 25, 30 different herbs and spice little whatever you call those little bad
3: boys. Yeah. Um, is that in your cupboard or oh, no? Look, I, I do have some spices, but I only buy very small quantities because they tend to right. lose their yeah, spice. Okay. Yeah, they lose their yeah. flavour over time, yeah. Right.
2: And do you do, so for people who are working, um, you know, Monday to Friday, a lot of my friends, they do, you know, and I don't do this because I'm slack, do Sunday Arvo food prep for the week. They freeze stuff What's your
3: thoughts on... So my, my thoughts on that are, say, so I'll, I'll make the curry. Sometimes in that curry I'll throw in a can of coconut milk as mm-hmm. well or some tomatoes. I'll make a huge batch of it. So a 500-gram bag of lentils will last two of us probably three meals. Um, we make that up, put it in containers, freeze small containers of it and then just reheat it as we need it. Sweet. Um, but I don't do a one-off prep. I would prefer to make a large quantity once, when eat it and then save it do you said yeah, it. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because otherwise, I get a freezer full of stuff I'm never going to eat. You yeah. Know, then we pull it out and go, how long's that been there? Six months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it? I can't remember.
1: Hey, I know I crap on all the time about getting our foundations in place, but our personal protection plan is something you need to do today. I know many of our listeners have got this set up, but if you're one of them and haven't already, Go to sortyourmoneyup.com, click get help, and I'll put you in touch with someone who can guide you through. Generally, there's no cost to have an initial chat. And if you're young, fit, and healthy, you need to get this stuff in place today. If you've got a family and you're not covered, hey, what if you freaking died? I'm not messing around. You need to get insured do it do it now and anyone that i refer you to will do it the same way that we teach and we talk about here and that advice provider wherever you are in australia are happy to have a complimentary discussion with you at no cost to see where you're at and see if they can help so what have you got to lose have a chat today jump on to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help Hey, just a reminder, we run two other podcasts, My Millennial Money Property. It's about property, that's all. And if you're under 23 years old, Gen Z Money, it's for you. Check them out now wherever you're listening to this podcast. And what other, um, so in terms of, I guess, staples and backline in Mm -hmm. the kitchen, what do you think is important in terms of... Um. Pots, pans, like oh, look! The,
3: the cooking equipment makes a big difference. You should always buy one good knife.
1: One good knife will change the way you cook. And for those playing at home, like what's a brand of a good knife? Because I know nothing about this stuff. Okay, so you obviously you have your super chefy brands,
3: yep. um, But you can buy Victorian Ox knives, sure, quite cheap. Maybe I, uh, it's been a while
1: since I bought one. But I gave him my knives today. Yeah. He wants to sharpen, and he was like, "You almost didn't get these back because one of them was like an IKEA one." <laughs> Yeah, no, don't buy of <laughs> knives. <Yeah. laughs>
3: buy one one good one, one Victoria Knox or a Mundial yeah. at maybe fifty, fifty, sixty dollars. Sweet. Yeah. And it will change the way you cook.
1: Well, you you'll start to get pleasure because it's not you're removing the friction points, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. If
3: you if you buy a good knife, a good chopping board, and a couple of pots and pans, good quality that are going to last a lifetime, it makes it so much so much easier. The, the best
1: thing I ever did for my kitchen was I've got a big timber chopping block that stays on the kitchen bench at all times because then if you just need to throw cut something up it's just there and ready to go yeah Um,
3: exactly i've got a big wooden chopping board too, set up all the time yeah with a knife handy and then a couple of really good pots
1: really good pots we were talking this morning guys get this so a couple of weeks ago i went to david jones and i wanted to get because i i've said it on this podcast before, I still had the pots and pans that I got when I moved out of home like 10 years ago yeah. from the big W kit, and they're just so painful and annoying. So, I went to David Jones, and I got a kit. It was like $899. It was 50% off on sale and an extra 10% on that day. So, totally bargain deal, mm. and they're the exact same brand and type that Dave uses at home. Mm. Yeah, nice. So good. Yeah, it's good. And- that will last me a long time, will not they? Oh, they'll last a whole life. Yeah.
3: Your whole uh, life. And they, they cook better because of the way that they conduct the heat into the pots yeah. and pans. So, if you've got a thin, thin pot, when you put it on your gas or whatever you're cooking on, the heat moves very, very quickly th- through the metal and then will stick the food to the bottom or burn it. Or, yeah, nothing and, worse. Yeah, and it, it,
1: good pots and pans make it so much easier. So, to the point, are you saying like if it's a crap pot and pan – it might get hotter faster. If I'm just making something up, and the food changes. So the science in the food cooks faster, and it's not <laughs> well, as helpful. It's not as nice, you, or something. I don't know.
3: Yeah, you could quite um, quite easily burn things. Yeah, much easier. Yeah. So and what what brand do you use? Estelle. Estelle. Yeah, they have a thick piece of copper in the base which conducts the heat and then disperses it evenly throughout the base of the pot. Right. Yeah, and that gives you a nice even cooking. And it makes it so much easier. You can set and mm. forget it.
1: Yeah. So I've got mm. the um, the stainless steel one, uh, like the pan, which you can't cook eggs on, for example. But yep. I've got them. I've got my Le Creuset um, cast iron one for eggs and stuff.
3: Yeah, something Teflon or cast iron so that it doesn't stick. Yeah. And that gives you really even heat. So mm. when you cook a piece of fish or a piece of steak, you get this beautiful crust on the outside and it's nice and even yeah yeah mm, yeah.
2: so we've got olive oil vinegar and good salt salt, absolutely Um, are there any other basics that you recommend well
3: as i I said before i've always got cans of tomatoes or tomato passada chickpeas i I do have a a few cans of things in there yeah Um, from anywhere i usually buy organic okay so i've got organic cans of chickpeas,
1: white beans, that kind of stuff. The organic for you, is that a taste factor? Or it's both. I don't want pesticides. I don't <laughs> want pesticides. Yeah. But I guess once
3: you release them out into the world, in, in world they're going to be there anyway. Yeah. Um, and I want the flavour. Sure. So I'll spend, like I, like I said before, I'll spend more on food because the flavour is better. So I'll probably eat less or use less of it. If I buy a cheap food with less flavour, I have to eat more. Right. If, if you kind of understand how that yeah. works. In I, I, your-
0: I think this is a message I'm getting too is is you can actually train your stomach to shrink by having quality food but just making
1: small portions of it and, and actually not costing you too much more than if you were to but buy cheap. In yeah. that, that movie, um, I think it was that sugar film and they talked about, you know, you eat a Macca's burger and the oils and crap in it, you won't be full because it – Desensitizes the sensors in your stomach, so it yeah. doesn't know it's full. I'm butchering this, but mm. this is the vibe. Where if, if you eat a nice healthy meal, your stomach isn't coated in freaking trans fat and crap, yeah, yeah. so it goes, oh, I'm actually full.
3: Yeah, you reach satiety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I always take the approach of the pre Andy Warhol diet. So Andy Warhol did the Campbell soup pictures. So if you're gonna eat, you should eat pre Andy Warhol. So lots of whole foods, lots of vegetables, lots of whole grains, lots of whole pasta, yeah. um, l- fruit from what I've been reading. A fruit is quite good for you as well to eat a mm. fair bit of fruit mm. and then you supplement that with proteins yeah. and that's where your cheapness comes in. Proteins are expensive, meat so, is expensive.
0: So just on the, on the protein topic, what's your view on full cream milk versus say coconut milk or almond milk? Look, I
3: personally I can't drink milk. Right. It makes me feel quite ill. Yeah. Um, I generally do soy or almond. Um, I, my my view on food is that I'm not here to tell you what to eat. Yeah. That's up to you. Um, you want to drink milk? Drink milk. You want to eat cheese? You want to eat beef? You want to eat seafood? That's fine. Um, it's not my place to tell you what to eat. Um
1: but if you want to eat something, I can make it really nice for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, I don't like to judge people. It's not my thing. What I what I would like people to do is think think about what they put in their mouth first, where it came from, um, who grew it, who cooked it, who made it.
2: And so, even with um, coals and woolies, we don't have that traceability with those guys because we don't. What no,
3: what farmer? Mm. No, I used to do this thing with, um, cause I do, I do a little bit of teaching as well. I used to do it with some apprentices where I'd say, um, close your eyes, open your mouth and let me put something in there.
2: <laughs>
3: Hang on. Put a bit of Lego, yeah. put a Lego oh, or yeah. something what in there. <laughs> I was
1: Is talking, really? obviously,
3: obviously talking about food. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So I used to do that and I'd say, close your eyes, open your mouth and I'll, I'll put some food in there. Would there any, would anyone do it? Yeah. No. Because, They want to see what I'm going to put in. But my my point was that you don't know who's touched it, where it's been. You go to Woolworths and Coles, you buy some processed food. And it's got plastic on it. Yeah. Who made it? Where did it come from? What's it made from? But even if we want to go further, we don't really know where the fruit came from. We don't really know where the veggies came from. No, I I remember one day um, (laughs) driving to work and uh, back when I was in the kitchen, and I remember seeing my fruit and veg supply with all, obviously he'd had a bit of an accident and everything had fallen all over the road and he was there picking my order up. <laughs> Put him back on. Putting it back ah. in the box. <laughs> and then when he showed up at the back door of the kitchen, did he tell me that all my produce was all over
1: the road and in the gutter? No. Just- <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> I will say the one thing that the law has done, which I really like, is it's got to have the percentage of Australian grown mm. with the produce. Mm. Um,
3: but which my, is really good.
1: Oh, absolutely. But at the
3: end of the day, I'm very careful with processed food. I don't buy processed food. As I mean, unless you don't count tomatoes and coconut milk, I don't I, buy anything processed. I want, okay. I want to
1: put you on the spot uh, because I love pizza. What's How hard is it to make pizzas at home that are actually pretty good? Because you go down to Domino's and you wake up that night Parched and the soil leaching out of your like pores. Oil and yeah. salt. But, like, any um, recipes that are quick, cheap, and easy oh, and tasty. Look, that's that's tricky.
3: Pizza's hard. Yeah. Because if, if you want to make it from scratch, you've got to understand how to make bread dough, essentially. Right. The topping is easy, it's the dough that's hard. Okay. I mean, you could always sort, search out a, a piece of base from a from a supplier, but it, you just read the numbers. Mm hmm. Yeah, always, I always read the numbers. If there's any numbers on there. In the
0: ingredients. Yeah, in any brackets, numbers, yeah. then
3: I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I heard that too. Mm. So we've been down the, the path of HelloFresh for uh, a few months now. Now, it, it ticks the quick and, and most part tasty. It probably doesn't tick the cheap box. Mm. What are your thoughts on HelloFresh?
3: Oh, look, I think anything that gets people to eat healthier is yeah. good. If you're trying to save money, um, maybe not. Yeah. yeah, But generally, that kind of food delivery service is good. I don't don't like the idea of mystery box where the fruit supplier brings you a box of fruit and veg. Yeah. And
1: you pay $20, $30 a week for it.
3: There's going to be stuff in there you're not going to use. You're
1: better off having a plan. I tried Mm. HelloFresh and then two things annoyed me. One, it was my own fault because I didn't have any of the, you can cook this just with the staples that you've got at home. I had no staples, so I could. (laughs) (laughs) And then two- Did this annoy you, the amount of plastic that they use? Yeah. No, that's a bugbear. That got me Mm. like, Mm. it was crazy.
3: Yeah, very unsustainable. Mm. So in an
2: ideal world, Dave, where would you recommend millennials who are on a budget, where do you think we should be buying our fruit and veg?
3: Oh, look, that's, that's a really hard question. Like I said, originally that Coles and Woolies aren't necessarily the cheapest. Yeah. Find a good local fruit and veg shop if you've got one, support them. By mm. small amounts. Um, look for freshness. You've got to be able to assess the freshness of your, uh, your fruit and vegetables.
1: And what type of rice is good? Do I just use brown rice or white rice? So, uh, I use basmati rice. Right. Yeah. That's white... the skinny one, isn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah. Because um, I've, I've been dealing with a lot of dietaries. Yes. I had a new one the other week for a chef friend of mine in London who was cooking adri. oh, now I can't say it, Adria Vedic. Cooking, which is an Indian-based cooking Hmm. system, and they recommend white basmati rice for digestibility.
1: Really Mm. interesting.
3: Um, Most most people would say white rice is is no good, Mm. but yeah. So we've always used basmati rice, either white or brown. Mm. Right. Mm. Do you eat bread? I love bread. Yeah. Glenn pointed that out earlier. <coughs> yes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love bread, but I, I buy very specific bread. I don't yeah. buy supermarket bread. So do you
0: go like the sourdough options or?
3: Yeah, there's a couple of good uh, bakeries. There's Bowen Island Bakery. There's Sonoma.
1: Sono- I love Sonoma yeah. out of Sydney.
3: Yeah, they should only have three ingredients, four ingredients, water, flour, salt, possibly yeast. Anything really? else in bread is is pointless it's just going to put weight on you right so excuse my ignorance but how does it rise without yeast i know uh basically they leave it to ferment out on the bench collect wild yeast yeah okay so i guess it has yeast in it but it's not an actual input right yeah so bread is a is a funny one i'd never buy supermarket bread unless i was on guest stores starvation (laughs) um because i i say to my my wife that Supermarket bread is only one step away from being cake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: True. Yeah. Delicious, yeah. delicious cake. When I,
3: when I studied bakery many years ago, we did white supermarket bread. Wow. And it was uh, – oh. you always work on percentages, right? 100% flour, 40% fat, yeah. 30% sugar. So, every every kilo of flour you had, you are putting 40, 400 grams of butter or fat oh. into it. How
1: do we get this message out to parents? Because we grew up on white bread. Is it because yeah. it was cheap and –
3: Easy for mum and dad? I think it it all comes back to convenience when when women started to go out into the workforce. Yeah. And uh, basically industrial cooking started at that point. Wow. It's the taste Mm. as well. Like I love nothing better than a piece of
1: fresh white bread. I just know it's not good for me.
3: Because it takes you back to your childhood, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had plain white bread. No. If anything, I'll buy a rye loaf and have a bit of rye at home. Or um, all the sourdough from Sonoma. Mm.
2: Yeah. The other question, a practical question, um, buying veggies that are already cut.
3: Oh, uh, so I, I don't like that at all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, first of all, once you have cut it, you've opened it up to um, leaching out nutrients mm-hmm. and oxidisation. You also don't know how they peeled it and chopped it or who did it or where it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I avoid anything packaged in plastic. Mm. Yeah. If I can't, with my good knife that I've bought and my chopping board, chop up a vegetable, it takes yeah. minutes. Mm. In fact, I did, I did a little thing on one of my websites for um, a simple roast chicken dish. And one of part of that was um, peeling potatoes and showing how to roast a potato. And I think for the video that I did, it was only uh, one minute and 20 seconds of time peel a potato, chop it, and put it in the oven. Yeah, and um, at the end of the day, you don't even need to peel it because the skin is yeah it's delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. And do you do you peel all your veggies? Not always. No. So okay. potatoes, I like to have the skin on. Sweet potato. Leaves... Pe- oh, you can you you can leave the skin on. Mm. Yeah, just pop it straight in the oven. It, it takes no time at all. Hmm. I even did greens. With the same dish where we've got a big bunch of chard, and most people would just um find that kind of ingredient quite challenging to cook. I just get a big pot of water and with the rubber band on the stalks, just dip it straight in and then take it out and it's cooked what is it chard chard silver I've
1: beet never heard of it hm. You know, mm.
3: Maybe you need a few more greens
0: in your diet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're right though. It's about the the parents and the influence that the the kids coming through are receiving because we're we're basically designed around how they cook in the kitchen. And and I remember at high school we were talking about the healthy food pyramid. I mean it, that thing almost needs to be turned upside down. Oh,
3: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think it needs to be really looked at carefully. Um, mm. and that comes back to the amount of noise around. Around eating, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you have to eat like this, you have to be a vegan, you have to, you can't be paleo, you have to be keto, et cetera, Mm. et cetera. Mm. It's um, it's a minefield, a minefield Mm. of food.
0: So, looking at nutrition and I suppose energy requirements, um, there's a lot of different types of diets out there. So, I work occasionally with the odd professional athlete, all right, and they're always looking very strict at their diet and their nutrition requirements, um, how does, uh, say, a vegan go in terms of energy requirements and and, uh, uh, I suppose uh, eating the correct foods but not, um, I suppose, uh, how do I put it, not having the required energy to perform their sport? Mm.
3: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good question and I, I don't want to answer it on a nutritional basis because I'm not a nutritionalist, but I can give you some ideas about people I've worked for and how they eat. Um, I've actually um, cooked for a couple of um, really well-known tennis players, uh, international tennis players, and they ate, one of them was uh, 90%, 99% vegan Mm. with a very small amount of protein. They would eat over and over. So 12 meals a day. Really? Hmm.
1: Never stopped eating. And what type of meal was it to get the protein?
3: Mainly a lot of um, uh, chickpeas, lentils. lentils, that kind of thing. Yeah, but a lot of it.
0: Yeah. So how do they go from a carbohydrate requirement? Because essentially that's your main source of simple energy mm. to, to- So immediate- most of it was
3: whole food. So I think we were talking before about um, Domino's pizzas or mm. yeah. burning off quickly. Yeah. So a lot of whole grains, a whole lot of whole foods that release- their energy slowly, right? As you're um, as you're doing your exercise.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So avoiding like energy gels and sports drinks and things like that—they're just Look, out the window in most their minds. The,
3: most of the people I've worked for in this regard, um, they—you don't see them anything like that. Nah. Supplements, no, just. In fact, most of the the people I've worked for are no supplements. Mm. There's nothing processed, no supplements, uh, no gels, nothing like that. Maybe during the game yeah. or on a bike or something like that, they'll have the
0: they will they'll yeah. have the
3: gel. But generally, eating very careful about what they put inside
1: themselves. Yeah, great. And I think that's a, a lesson for everyone. It's so funny, like with our cars, like a lot of us use premium petrol mm. or premium fuel. Um, we need to start to look after our bodies like we look after our car. Like I wouldn't fill my car up with 60 litres of fuel then just pour a litre of water in there just to get me by because yeah. it's going to cause some trouble, right? Now, if any- Again, I'm not at- You know, I'm pretty overweight at the moment, but um, I what I kind of do is pick my battles, right? So- Years ago, I picked my battle that I wanted to stop drinking anything at home but water. So, all that's in my fridge at home is some almond milk and some beer for when I have guests I don't because I don't drink alcohol. So, what I did, I had to just – because I had to make it habit and behaviour. So, I went from like Coca-Cola to sparkling water and the lime flavoured one, like the Schweppes lime. Mm. So, I did that and then got into that habit. Then I ditched the lime flavor and just went to the normal sparkling water, to the point now where I just have a water filter on my fridge at, uh on my sink at home. So, what is it that you're eating that you can just cut out and just do it slowly? Yeah, and I think the
0: marketing around things p- plays a massive part, doesn't it? Like I know at fun runs and sporting events where they're heavily sponsored by these nutrition or. or- Self proclaimed mm, uh, nutrition yeah, exactly, companies yeah. like, um, I won't name any, but they supply you with uh, a sports drink or an energy bar or an energy gel when essence they're just full of sugar and crap.
3: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah. Mm. Most of them, like I said before, most of the clients I've worked for don't touch it. Yeah. They want whole food yeah. cooked from scratch. Yeah. They oh. want to know what's in it.
0: Yeah, you ran yeah. a you ran a two kilometer fun run and now you need a parade. Yeah. Because well done. <laughs> like, it, yeah. It's just a load of crap, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Mm. As an Ironman, what like once you've done your day of exercise and nonstop, mm. <laughs> like what do you eat? Yeah, like
0: your tennis player, you eat for twelve hours consistently mm. after it and I think you're gonna put on all this weight. But I, I think I've got smarter over the years as well, just through knowledge and probably thanks to my wife. Um but it's not necessarily the the quantity, it's the quality that you're putting back into the system so that you you're not continuously hungry because you've eaten yeah exactly um, crappy food
3: and a, a lot of those um, people will eat a lot of fish yeah mm-hmm. yeah if they if they fish and vegetables is the thing that just stands out in my head fish and vegetables fish yeah. and vegetables fish and vegetables and then those vegetables with pulses, chickpeas, lentils, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: The, yeah. the, the big one that, that I've been on is throwing a smoothie together with a whole heap of um, of fruit and almond milk and ice and things like that, mm. peas. Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
3: The, th- the thing that I've found is uh, that if you're not eating a lot of protein, you'll feel hungry. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. And that's what, like, every morning when we, you know, see each other for breakfast most weekday mornings, like I'll have two eggs and half an avocado and my black coffee, that gets me right through to 1pm and I feel full. Mm. Um, to, it's so amazing. Like the days that I can't have that, I end up just gnawing and, and get snacky. Hmm. Well, that'd be the eggs. Yeah. Yeah. The
3: protein. Yeah. In the, the protein. Eggs. Yeah. yeah. It tends to make you feel fuller. Yeah, it's good. Yeah.
2: So the big question that I have is um, what do billionaires eat?
1: <laughs> Why do you want to be one? Yeah, no, I just
2: just want to make sure that I'm eating the same as right. all the others, you know, so,
3: yeah. Perhaps you become a billionaire just from eating. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Just habits, isn't it?
1: That's a book, Eat Your way yeah. to Riches.
3: <laughs> so pretty much I've had to become a vegan specialist based on what these kind of people eat. They want lots of veggies, lots of organic veggies, uh, lots of different types of vegan food limiting um, animal proteins and animal products
1: almost completely out of their diets. Um, Do you think that's from a save the whales mindset? No. Excuse my like bad way of saying that (laughs) or uh, it's healthier. No, it's the
3: save me mindset. I want to live longer. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to die of cardiovascular disease or cancer or something like that. There's
1: there's a documentary that I watched and it's very compelling. Um, It's called Forks Over Knives. Mm -hmm. And like anything, you know, I'm sure it's biased towards plant-based whole foods. Absolutely no problem with that. Even without the extreme stories and the, um, I guess, the dogma around that, there's got to be benefits. And for my own life, I've also tried to cut out a lot of meat where I might do a, a stir fry with some chickpeas mm. and uh, cashew nuts. So, I don't know where I was going there. But <laughs> I'm just agreeing with you, I guess.
3: Yeah, there is. I, I, I think there is a lot of dogma in the in the vegan world, but I think overall it's a better way to eat. I think people have been eating like that for for thousands of years. I, I think that modern... Uh, Food production is so geared towards high protein um, that we've kind of forgotten that people pre 1950, before the Second World War, pretty much ate vegetables because yeah. meat was too expensive.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say there were like early 1900s there was, there was no alternatives like no. there was no processed food or very little wasn't no. there and so,
3: meat was very expensive. Yeah, you didn't you didn't want to kill your livestock and eat it because. You needed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, mm. chicken used to be um, incredibly uh, luxurious meat because no one would kill their chickens because they wanted the eggs. Yeah. Now yeah. chicken is like, ah, it's, it, just yeah, industrial wow. farming is, has turned our perception about what we should be eating around into something that maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe we should go back and think, um, let's eat what we ate pre- 1950 mm. you know what I mean because mm. it's, it's obviously going to be healthier
1: yeah do you feel like because you're primarily eat a vegan diet just by default at the yeah moment? so my story my backstory
3: of this was I was a chef for 20 odd years and one day I every year state of origin I'd go to the doctor the next day and get my blood works and everything done this one I would missed a year I went to the doctor he's done my blood pressure and he said you're going to have a stroke Really? I think I was thirty, thirty two, thirty three. Wow. And wow. uh, he said your blood pressure is, is double digits for both systolic and whatever the other one is. Yeah. Distolic, and he said you're, you're 25 hmm. now, you're 25 kilos overweight and your blood pressure's through the roof, you're going to have a stroke or a heart attack within 12 months. Really? Yeah. And, and Carl's Jr. wasn't even around then? No. So I pretty much looked at what I was doing because it was quite confronting because I actually thought that I was fit, young, good-looking, and then he basically told me the opposite to what I perceived. You're none of those three. (laughs) You're none of that. So I had to take a good look at what I believed about food and what I was eating, and I had to lose some
1: weight. I used to have bacon most mornings at the cafe, just eggs and bacon because I thought, and this was the noise, like payload, they eat bacon, Mm. it must be healthy, right? Um, And I was having bacon every day to the point where you're Body just gets used to it, mm. and I would go and have my blood pressure, and I was at the top section. The guy's like, "Cut your salt out." Mm. Um, so that number one, I basically, I only have, I might only have bacon once a month now, just as a bit of a specialty. But also, when I eat bacon, I get reflux really bad and heartburn. Do you? But I didn't notice it before. Mm. Because I was just used to it. Oh, yes. yeah. it was, yeah. oh this is the just the just how you feel. Like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like in a, um, a meal of bacon and eggs, the chook's involved, but the pig is committed. Yes. He's given yeah. up his life for you, <laughs> whereas yeah. the turkey just gave <laughs> an egg.
3: Yeah. So when I reassessed my, my life, I pretty much started eating vegan. Wow. I cut out mm. animal products. Wow. And I lost, I think, nearly 30 kilos. Really? Wow. Shadow. And kept it off for the last, it must be 15 years now.
1: Yeah. Wow.
3: But it was hard to break that Mm. mould and the thought pattern involved. It was more about the thought pattern of how should I eat, what's the right thing to eat, et cetera, et cetera.
0: And like anything, we talk about it with money, don't we, just little changes and just good habits consistently. Don't try and change the world overnight. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually
1: thinking the other day like, and I'm going to do an express episode on this, People say, like with the afterpay, I was thinking the other day, afterpay for your money is like the weight loss shake for your health. It might be good and you can manage it, but you're not actually building the habit or behaviour. So, if something goes wrong, so you stop those shakes, you just explode again because Mm. you actually haven't factored in um, any behaviour. No, you just go back to what you were before. That's right. And I think what afterpay is doing is- you're not actually learning how to do it yourself. No. You're just outsourcing your cash flow management where you just need to manage it yourself. Yeah. Mm. And I used to have those shakes and I did lose a fair bit of weight, but it, it wasn't sustainable. Yeah, it's a little bit like a, a tummy tuck,
0: isn't it? Like yeah. if, if people think, well, we can, if we can get that start and lose that first 20 kilos, then I'll make the changes after that. Mm. And it, that does work for some people, but for a lot of people- we're back to square one. And oh,
3: there's some fascinating diet shows on the BBC where the guy goes around and tries every fad diet yeah. under the sun and sees yeah. the results, like the banana diet where all you eat is bananas. Oh, really? That kind of thing, yeah. Jeez, they have some yeah. wind. Yes. I remember <laughs> at,
1: at school, <laughs>
3: what did you say? You <laughs> oh,
0: called me a dickhead. What did you say? I just said <laughs> they'd have some wind oh. at the back
1: end. Right. You know? Do bananas <laughs> give you wind?
3: I don't know. How many do you eat? Yeah. I once had a lady on the orange food diet where she'd only eat orange
1: foods. Really? Yeah. Actually, we had a teacher at high school. And for those listening who went to Berkeley High, there was this teacher. She was huge. Like, <laughs> shout out to you if you're listening today. <laughs> Remember the old chest freezers? Yeah. yeah. Lift know, up. Lift up freezers. She was like that walking around. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, literally that like a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> but to say she would always tell the young women and us guys, she said, when I was 16, I had an eating disorder. I thought I was fat. I was skinny as a rake. I went on this apple diet and I only ate apples for years almost. And she said, once I got through and stopped eating- her body just freaked out and she put on all this weight. Wow.
3: Wow. It's hard trying to hold on to nu- the nutrition. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, 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 it, was, it was just this weird thing. And I just remember that story. So, well,
3: it's a, it, 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 Sorry. Yeah. You do um, – if you diet hard, your body will hold on to fat because it thinks it's starving. Right. And yeah. then release it slowly. Yeah. yeah so the, the – harder you diet, the more likely it is- To bounce back. Well, and- to lose any weight because your body wants to hold on to its nutrition, essentially.
1: Wow. wow. Mm.
0: And you may have seen it from a professional point of view with some of those models and everything else. Like that, uh, Some of those ladies don't look healthy, do they?
3: No, not at all. Some of them are very thin. And some
1: of them have terrible diets. Yeah. Like they'll binge eat. Do they? Yeah, burgers and- Pizza and- Really? Yeah. Question. When we, before you we went on air and we, you were talking about some of these, you hinted at possibly some of the celebrities who <laughs> yes. you had chefed for. If you're a singer and you're a big singer, you sung at the Oscars or the Super Bowl, I don't even know what she or he sang at. Uh, but for example, what's their diet like?
3: Oh, f- for that individual, or for it's it's yeah, really to hard to. Yeah.
0: I wanna hear you roar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't think that's the song. That's
3: a song, isn't it? No. Well,
2: some,
3: roar. some of them are terrible. Some of them just want fast food. Yeah, yeah. Other ones are super healthy. It's all
1: individual basis. Wow. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Just hanging around these billionaires. <laughs> yes. Did you notice any personal habits other than food or? eating that they all seem to do like
3: yes they don't watch television
1: interesting yeah
3: wow don't watch tv yeah Yeah. most i've got one really good client from overseas and they don't watch tv in fact they've got the biggest tvs you've ever seen in the house and i think in 10 years i've only seen it on once for, for the tennis yeah uh and Internet is another one. A lot of them don't spend a lot of time
1: on devices. Mm. Actually, yeah. you mentioned, um, I think, at the time, like when the Gates family. Yeah, no devices. Out. Yeah, they were just basically yeah. no family time. Wow. No yeah. devices. Now yeah. For I a guy who created it. Yeah.
3: The only time I saw a mobile phone was when one fell out of the bag when they were leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So TVs, internet are not huge. Yeah. It's all, I've often found them very uh, family orientated, most of the people I work for. Mm. So they'll sit around and chat to each other with the kids, they're interacting with the children. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. different to a lot of families in a way because yeah. of the no TV. Be great. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. So the, the TVs on the wall just might as well be a painting. Yeah. Mm. Or well, it's, if you're entertaining yeah. for the tennis or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. And the
3: kids might watch, uh, I think, what was the um the pig, Peppa Pig. Oh, yeah. Every now and then there'd be a Peppa Pig, but it was very limited. Yeah. You had to be very good to get Peppa Pig. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I hope <laughs> I get Peppa Pig after today. <laughs> 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 You've but, given up bacon, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, we probably, I don't know, it is a bonus episode today and it's just a bit of a chat because it's interesting to talk to people who are out there at the coalface and particularly cooking for the likes of, you know, the top billionaires in the world and private jets and actually just I want another story. I'm just so interested. <laughs> have – what's a crazy story? Like has one flown in just for the day or done something weird, private jet? Oh, my God, I've
3: got so many crazy stories. Just finding one
1: – Yeah, or a couple. Um,
3: one private – no. I'm, just having, I'm going to have to think about it yeah, for a second. You have a think uh, while well. you
1: think – what we're going to do, we're going to put the um, Dave's blog in the show notes, and that will have a. You'll have some recipes up there, won't you?
3: Yeah, look, I've got some simple recipes up there. Yeah,
1: some simple, simple recipes. Simple recipes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Recipes. So, um, that so, are
3: quite cheap because I don't like. I think I, we spend about ninety dollars a week for two of us on food.
1: Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Really? Yeah.
3: yeah, we don't buy very much protein. Um, we mainly eat a lot of lentils, a lot of curry, a lot of rice, a lot of green veggies, Mm. nuts, Mm. that kind of stuff.
1: So, So. you keep thinking, I'm going to ask a question. Here's one that Emily wrote for the group. Um, Money and charity, I'm finally in the position to search for my career job and it's a big jump financially. Maybe you've already covered it and I can't see how much slash how do you guys go about donating to donating to charity and what avenues do you use? So, John. What- uh, yes. So, I mean, it's um, it, it
0: forms in a foundational part of your life, doesn't it, to be mm. able to, to give some away. Um, but there's so many options out there. Um, you, I think it's either a time or a money thing, right? Now, yes, you can do both, but I, I think um, you've just got to follow something you're passionate about and and give it that way whether that be, if you are strapped for time then maybe it's a, a few dollars a week or something like that
1: yeah mm. and i would say just factor it in i'd probably just look at a percentage of your income maybe i mean i yeah. certainly wouldn't be giving 40 percent of your money to charity because nah. you've got to look after your future self and and all that but even we look after in terms of their promotion on the podcast the a21 organization and it was just In particular, to me, it started when that movie, oh, I think it was around that time where that Taken movie was out and I just think that stuff didn't exist in the world today, like human slavery. So, the reason I'm so passionate about what they're doing is because they actually have real stories of people getting rescued from slavery. Yeah. And I just thought if my niece or nephews ever got caught up like that, Mm. you would want to be Liam Neeson and go and, you know, strangle some people because I certainly can find as good as him. But I think in terms of- <laughs> Indeed. We need to, in our budget, I think you always need to be give some, save some, spend some. Mm. Mm. I always start the give some because, you know, we are more fortunate than others. Save some, you've got to look after future you and then spend some in that kind of order.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we seem to be giving a lot to Woolworths at the moment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you <laughs> have any comments on the charity thing or-
2: Oh, uh, I just thought- I liked your episode about generosity on the Express. the Express podcast. Yeah, I thought that that was really good and insightful, and just the spirit of why you why you think it's important to be generous. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and and I will say, like, I wouldn't be particularly keen on you going on a big charitable giving campaign and making it part of your life if you're up to your eyeballs in credit card debt, personal loan debt. I always use the analogy. When you're on the aeroplane and there's a crash, you put your own mask on first, then you help hmm. the children and elderly. Yeah. Um, because if you're not healthy, you can't help anyone else. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's yes. your, where I think, sorry, yeah. giving your time is
0: you can actually become much more fulfilled because you you've get an experience out of it. Yeah, Whereas absolutely. just throwing $10 a week to a charity that you maybe don't know where the money's going. Yeah, and
1: for me with the A21 thing, like, I do want to volunteer at a charity, but I don't- I think it'd be a bad use of my time to go and sit in an office and yeah. help in the admin area where I can talk about the good charity and the work that they're doing yeah. to thousands of people all over Australia to yeah, highlight them. Right. So, it's kind of a- And then I give financially as well, but it's just- Yeah, it's mm. interesting. Do you have any thoughts? Like, do you guys- Oh, we do a little bit with um,
3: like soup kitchens and things like that. Yeah. Donating food to Oz Harvest. Yeah. I mean, it's not just uh, giving money. We yep. give a lot of leftovers when yeah. I finish working for clients. Yeah. Uh, Ring up Oz, Oz Harvest. They come and pick up all the leftover food. Yeah. A lot of restaurants do that as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, mm. And, I mean, even where we go for breakfast. Yeah. Um, the, the owner there spent some time down at, uh, I think, Gosford in the soup kitchen down there just yep. to help yep. him cook. For a little bit, yeah, with her
1: kids. So, I I think it's just a matter of factoring it into your budget and your spending plan um, and then, yeah, just pulling the trigger on it and just giving out. All right, you've had some time to think.
3: Oh, crazy stories. Crazy stories. Oh, crazy, crazy stories. Um, I'm just trying to limit down to one. (laughs) You can give a couple. Is this how to save money with food, Glenn, or is this just about –
1: just crazy eccentric billionaires.
3: Craziest story. Yeah. Okay, so we're in in uh, in Europe somewhere in a villa, um, which had a rather large dance floor made of gold. It was gold-plated <laughs> dance floor. Um, <gasps> but that that's just, crazy. <laughs> wow. had, had like a gold. It was the slippery dance floor you've ever <laughs> ever been on. Wow. Anyway, that was that's superfluous because I just can't get that out of my head. Yeah. The dance floor. It, it wasn't big, but it was plated so in the in the garage they'd ordered four um s-class mercedes-benz 350s Mm. were they 500s i can't remember for the guests to use wow um and uh one of the guests had gone on a bit of a Uh joyride and come back and ran it into a pole like crushed the whole side of it wow and got out and went to bed, and then the next morning, there was a new one. Oh no! <laughs> no, they had trucked one in from uh, overnight <laughs> from wow. another location, and replaced it. So there were still four in the morning. Wow! Yeah, so just, they've got full-on teams. Just yeah, most most people like this have concierges or PAs or teams of people that organise stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, it's an
1: ecosystem, isn't it?
3: Oh, it's yeah, absolutely. This is the ultimate trickle down economics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because there's so many people involved in the organizing of the holiday, you know, Mm. the, the transfers to the airport, the private jets, the, the, um, the gardeners, the, the, the housekeepers, the maids, the, the chefs, the, it's insane. Yeah. Insane.
1: What's the weirdest thing you've had to cook?
3: Uh, not that many weird weird things yeah. it's more the last minute yeah. things of where food has been organized and you have a menu sitting there and then the food goes out and the client says i really like that but have you got any of this yeah and you and you can't say no yeah because it's not good to say no mm. to these people oh, i haven't got it and you have to think on the spot yeah uh, yes yes <laughs> yeah. And then you run back into the kitchen and yeah
1: Wow, I nearly
3: oh. I nearly burnt a villa down doing that.
1: Was like, it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I won't tell you whose villa it was, but uh, <laughs> I've, uh, last minute I've had to make um, some chips, some fries for a client, burger and fries, and um, I've taken it to him, and it was such a long walk to the back of the. It was like twenty million room villa. So I've had to walk for minutes and then I've got there and I started chatting to the guy and we're chatting and chatting. And I've gone, oh yeah, it's a nice chat. Yeah. Walk back after about 20 minutes and a 10 minute walk, get back there. And I've opened the kitchen door and I've left the pan, the oh, frying pan oh that no. I had oil in on high. Oh. And I've walked I couldn't even see inside the kitchen. The kitchen oh. would have been twice, oh maybe oh three times gosh. as big as this room. And I've I've opened the door and smoke. Has just poured out, wow. and I'm all I'm thinking is the artwork upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I can't afford to. I can't afford to, to um, pay for this artwork. It's it's like it's out of my league yeah. completely. So I've gone over there, and this pan is just starting to lick fire. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm like this, and I'm going. the smoke alarms haven't gone off? Anything like that? But I managed to dodge that bullet. Wow. Yeah,
1: That's just lucky. crazy are mm. any other big jobs coming up or is it Nothing, quiet this time of year It's for a you? bit quiet this time of year but that's fine mm. get a bit tired of traveling yeah, yeah for sure. I did
3: I did have one job in in uh, where I was meeting a client we we're in a restaurant and uh, he said we're sitting down and we're chatting and normally I'll meet clients first and we'll have a good chat anyway this guy started to order the wine Have I ever told you this no, story No no, no. So he started to order the wine gets the wine list out and he says oh can I have the uh, the other they bring out the the list and so it's a 600-pound bottle of champagne and we had no agreement when we sat down about whether I was paying oh. for any of the lunch. So he's ordering this wine, a 600-pound bottle of champagne. Then he's got to the Reds and it's a 1,000-pound bottle of red. Oh, we'll have two of those. Oh, so gee, I'm clicking over in my stress. head. I was sitting there just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> uh, so after lunch we've had the full Experience of they bring out the glasses with the candle and they decant and then they warm the wine, they put in the wine glass and they swirl it around to warm the glass mm. and then every pour has a new glass. Um, we've had this whole experience all, all lunch and he asked for the bill. So at this point I'm running through my head. <laughs> How am I going to pay? How am I going to pay? Because I'm just doing it quickly. It's like three and a half thousand pounds worth of wine plus the meal.
2: So oh my i
3: maybe I'll just pay for the service charge. They yeah. do 12 and a, <clears throat> 12% twelve on top as a tip. And I'm going 12%, of <laughs> 4,000 pounds. Like this. And he's got it and he's got the bill and he's sitting there and he gave it to me. Oh. And it was like 4,687 pounds and 50p. And I, my, my heart stopped. I'm sure everyone in the restaurant could hear my heart. Like <laughs> that. And he looked at me, I must have been white. Yeah. And he said, why don't I just look after that? Oh,
0: <laughs> oh. He knew you were fretting.
3: Yeah, he knew yeah. I was fretting. I, yeah, right. I went, Oh. Went to the bar, he left, went to the bar, ordered a 50-pound glass of wine <laughs> to <laughs> celebrate.
1: Did um So it's say like a fifteen hundred Australian dollar bottle of wine. Yep. Does it red wine? Can you actually Taste the difference? Oh, or do you have to be really just that no, I top think end?
3: That top end in that league, the wine is is quite amazing. Yeah, I, I sat with these wines for all lunch. I had one glass where I just sat there and smelt it because yeah. it just smelt so amazingly good. Yeah.
1: I wonder what the value is. Is it the age or the rarity or the it's name? The, it's
3: the name and the rarity. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we've opened, I remember telling a story last night where I was in a, in a kitchen opening a 1500 pound bottle of wine while upstairs, the client was screaming out, where's my bottle of wine? And I've had like a, a, a one pound ninety ninety cent bottle opener and I'm yeah. trying, to, <laughs> trying to pull the cork out and oh the my cork gosh. Just, poof, turning to powder oh. and I can hear upstairs. <laughs> oh, and all he wanted was one glass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then the rest of it got tipped out. Oh, geez. no. Yeah.
2: What?
1: There you go. All right, Dave. Like, well, mm. Thanks so much for joining us today with your that's fun right. stories. And mm-hmm. if anything, we just hope this has been thought-provoking, particularly yeah. one, a bit of entertainment, two, thought-provoking with your staples at the at the back line of your cupboard. And, and maybe you can eat like a billionaire. And maybe yeah. you can eat like a billionaire. That's mm.
2: Yeah, that's my goal. Thanks. I was taking notes <laughs> in <Yeah>. my mind. <laughs> No TV.
0: No TV.
1: No TV. No TV. Yeah. I love yeah. it.
2: Yeah. I love those it's habits. Good. That's it's good.
1: good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Uh, bye Thanks, bye-bye. bye. Bye. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help. And I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances.
2: My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non-profit organisation that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash AU.
0: Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener,
1: you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express, Short money hacks, anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. We used to call Dave first class Dave because (laughs) he would have- He's a private chef and he has private clients all over the world that sometimes pay for him to go overseas and be their private chef. And I'm not talking like John and Amy are having a holiday in freaking (laughs) I don't know, Bali and you get- We're talking, I'm a billionaire. The big names. I need a private chef who's good. For a holiday season and they will fly Dave over. It's pretty cool. Um isn't it? so we're gonna talk a little bit a little bit more about that. But I remember a, a little while ago, Dave, mm. we were chatting one morning and remember you said that, that the place that you were working, there was some on almost like recon happening and there was some interesting things going on, and they were reconning for somebody who was appearing and you couldn't say who it oh, was. Oh, yes, yes. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah and then um It turned out that Bill and Melinda Gates had a private holiday Mm -hmm. on the New South Wales Central Coast where we live. Yes. And you were their private chef. I was one of – yes. We'd actually organised for a
3: couple, but they only wanted two people on site. Sweet. At the time. Just for privacy. Yeah, very private people. Yeah. That's, you know, that's scoped out. They actually sent people out a year before wow. to check out the right. f-
0: facilities. <laughs> Crazy.
3: Yeah.
0: Is that why they chose the central coast, a bit more secluded from a little bit in yeah. Melbourne.
3: Yeah. They still, you know, they wanted to be still close to Sydney. Yeah. Um but they wanted their family time together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And and did they just get a helicopter or boat down to Sydney cuz did Bill do any work?
3: Oh look! They flew, flew in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He, he helicoptered out a couple of times and went off somewhere.
1: Yeah, they yeah. used your helicopter
3: landing, <laughs> did they? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I don't have a helicopter. So, so like, what does yet and yet? <laughs> what was it like? What what type of food was it? Just like typical American food. What what did oh, they like? Look, what did Bill like?
3: Generally, with people like this, you'll often find that everybody eats differently. Yeah. So, um, Bill was very. Uh, um, American, it was American food generally, yeah. but then with a real
1: healthy healthy twist to it as well. I basically eat like Bill Gates myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because traditionally
3: American-based food is not that healthy, is it? No, not really. Burgers, pizzas, hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really do that. We did cook Thanksgiving for them, right? Oh, which wow. was interesting. Yeah. yeah. And was a challenge because there's pretty unhealthy things in American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you do with turkey? We did, um, yes, we did turkey and we did candied yams. Wow. Which I had to get a little bit of help for because I Googled. No, I actually (laughs) spoke to the chef in
1: America. Right. About how to do it correctly. So, Bill's private chef in America. Yes. Yes. Or his sous chef. Sous chef. Yeah. What's a sous chef? Second. Second in
3: charge. Oh.
1: Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm. So, Dave has and he has signed confidentiality agreements with some top, top A-list celebrities, um, It's singers. crazy. It's actually freaky the amount of people who he's talked to. Yeah. He alluded to some of the names off air. Mm. Um, <laughs> and for a fee, we'll give them out later. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. I got starstruck and, yeah. Yeah. just sitting. Just, was just I was like, like are uh, you
1: freaking serious? Yeah, yeah. Can't so. believe I've sh- shaken your hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Dave has uh, cooked for- a lot of people and he – so just like because Sydney is becoming a real international city, uh, a lot of these A-listers, when they tour or holiday, they will just get you now in Sydney basically. Oh,
3: yeah, absolutely. There's so many rental properties in Sydney on the harbour. They rent that, get a private chef, yeah, just to keep private.
1: Yeah, Yeah. totally.
3: But they're all just normal people yeah. really at the end Mm of the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. You say
0: bank balance is a little bit
3: different. Oh, look, I've, I was always told, and it's true, the, the celebs aren't the one with the real money.
1: It's the guy in the corner in the suit that you don't know. Yeah, that you don't, yeah, know. That yeah. you don't know. He's yeah. the guy with the real money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I'm annoyed I don't wear a suit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.